Blog Talk Radio. Radio Network shows. Go to www.coffeepartyusa.com and click on radio shows. Consider joining our team, Be the Media. Well, as you probably know, because the Coffee Party strategy includes using our social media presence to alert our members and supporters to actions, aka activism, I start each broadcast with a little segment we call, I call, power to the people. Today, the entire broadcast is going to focus on activism this week. The Independence Day break is key to the fate of healthcare in America. This was my report to you last week on the power to the people segment. July 24th recess town halls. Some senators and representatives will use the recess for town halls and community forums. Check with your congressional delegation on their Facebook page or at their house.gov or senate.gov website. Alternatively, you can take part in indivisible resource office visits. Constituents are planning office visits for congressmen who are not having town halls. Search for an indivisible chapter near you for details. Some local ADAPT groups are protesting at congressional offices even as we speak. Remember, this was last week. Watch your state ADAPT groups for details. Well, that was last week's report. And yesterday, I really wish I had a Wednesday show instead of a Thursday show because in that week between these uh, shows, uh, an amazing effort has come forth. Um, I'm going to quote to you from, let's see, common, a Common Dreams article that is posted on the Lynch of Loudon Facebook page if you want to read it in detail. And I quote, on Thursday, today, Democracy Spring, Our Revolution, Democratic Socialists of America, the Working Families Party, Ultraviolet, all of us, other organizations, will carry out what has been described as a mass act of civil disobedience by performing sit-ins at the offices of 21 Republicans across the country. The 21 state actions are listed on the article, and you can uh, that article is posted on Lunch with Loudon. But you can also find them on the Resist event calendar at www.resistandprotest.com slash event list. That link is also posted on the Lunch with Loudon's Facebook page. Um, there are sit-ins happening as we speak across America. So according to our revolution, today's sit-ins were inspired by the ADAPT protesters in front of Mitch McConnell's D.C. office last week. I 
posted uh, a meme making them my hero of the day last week. They were so impressive. Again, I quote from the Our Revolution piece. All of us are united around stopping the bill introduced in the Senate, which would take away health care from 22 million working poor and disabled Americans, gut Medicaid by almost $800 billion, and provide a massive tax cut for the wealthiest Americans. So, inspired by this all, I want to share with you my experience and why I wanted to do this show this way today. Yesterday, I attended a rally in Eugene, Oregon, sponsored by Indivisible Eugene. My entire congressional delegation was in attendance. Senator Ron Wyden, Senator Jeff Merkley, Representative Peter DeFazio. Each one took the microphone to encourage a citizen intervention against this legislation. Peter DeFazio asked the crowd to remember that the bill is a tax cut in healthcare. It's a tax cut in healthcare costume. You know, it's like the wolf in sheep's clothing. Repeal itself will end a 3.8 tax on investment profits. This is just investment profits. And to come pretty close to quoting him, uh, we all know that investors just can't bear any tax at all. You know, big laugh from the crowd. But the point is, we really are talking about the poorest Americans, and we really are talking about people who don't, whose money works. And for most cases, a lot of money. Jeff Merkley talked at length about exactly who would be affected by cuts to Medicare and health care subsidies. He was very angry about health insurance industry plans to sell junk policies should the bill pass. You know, like you can spend just a little bit of every money every month and you can feel like you have health insurance, but not so much. Not so much. So Ron Wyden then reaffirmed his commitment to health care for all and made a plea to all of us there. I'm repeating his plea to you now, and I, I wish I'd recorded it because it was brilliant. I'm paraphrasing the best I can based on my notes, but I'm, I'm pretty close. Uh, so here I paraphrase. This bill did not pass last week because of you. Only you can keep it from passing next week. Without you, I would have been up all night last Thursday waiting for my one minute to plead the case against the Senate bill. Once everyone on the list to speak was exhausted, everyone had had their one minute, in the wee hours there would have been a vote along party lines and the bill would have passed. Then there would have been a so-called conference behind closed doors between Republican members of the House and Senate. And after a short time, the bill would have come to the House and been passed along party lines. President Trump, Trump oh, I'm sorry, that was really was just a slip. President Trump would have signed the bill before he left for the G20. But that did not happen because the American people stood up. We need to keep standing up. Today, tomorrow, and until we stop this disingenuous attempt to allegedly approve in America. End of paraphrase. He was very passionate about this. And I 
went there passionate about it and came home even more so because um, this is one of those moments, one of those moments that we seldom get to play in, and here we are. So here I am begging you to do whatever you can. Maybe you can make it to a town hall. Take the time to find them. Maybe if you can do a sit-in. You might be on the West Coast like me, and it's not too late. Hawaii, not too late for you. Alaska, not too late. And I don't know about the rest of the country. You can, um, well, as a friend, um, a Facebook friend posted this. Can't attend an event? Send a postcard. Draw a little tombstone on it and put your epitaph up there, like killed by welfare. And then sign it and send it to your elected. Call your elected. I support the sittings to stop Trump care. All of us can do that today. We can fill up the boards again. You can email the same message. I support the sit-ins to stop Trump care. You can um, arrange a later event. But the critical timing on this particular one has to do with the intention to vote next week. In theory, Thursday, uh, when you and I uh, meet again in a week, hopefully we'll have some interesting news to report. Hopefully uh, either things will improve, this will be health care and not wealth care, or it will be stopped. But in that week, in that seven days, in the time from this moment until that moment, there are things to be done. Um, when in doubt, and if you're looking for something, some way to participate, the best list I've found so far of anywhere is the resist event list. You, again, get there by going to www.resistandprotest.com slash event dash list. Um, there are events from every little city, every little town, every organization I know of, and, and you'll find souls, like-minded souls, who share your concerns. Um, and before I close this plea, I want to tell you there were a couple of other speakers, um, two of which, well, one was the leader uh, of the Indivisible group that had been sponsoring the event. It was, she was brilliant. Another was a member of the Board of Directors of the Southwest Oregon Planned Parenthood Organization. That group is, well, Southwest Oregon is rural, rural, rural. And she quoted all kinds of statistics about how many underserved women receive, frankly, the only health care they get. They get their annual exams, their mammograms, any kind of um, People with diabetes, it's where they get their blood sugar tested. It's where they get their blood pressure tested. They get, it's where they get weighed and get counseling about health issues. It is their primary care organization. And so when I'm actually hurt by the idea that Planned Parenthood gets dubbed um, as a crusader for something which it does not crusade. The Planned Parenthood organization really crusades women women's health, the health of the unborn, the health of the newborn, and frankly, young children. So she um, gave a very simple, brief, and accurate description of why 
this sort of vilification of Planned Parenthood would devastate Southwest Oregon. The other person uh, who spoke was a woman whose husband had been disabled in a car accident. Um, the story was long and arduous, went from suffering greatly and losing everything to finally having some kind of a life because of the changes that came about in um, the Affordable Care Act. I mean, the minute he had this accident, he became uninsurable, and his, um, his medical needs are lifelong, given his injuries. And the fear she expressed at the idea that the disabled were among those on the chopping block for this wealth care bill, because those investors needed that tax cut. So anyone who has a story about the Affordable Care Act, good or bad, um, each of my um, congressional delegation, Wyden, Merkley, DeFazio, said, send your story to them. Send your story about the Affordable Care Act to them. They will post it. They will share it. It will become a part of the congressional record. So again, uh, I encourage you from the privacy of your own home, your own computer, and jammies and bunny slippers if you like, contact the member, your member of uh, your congressional delegation and share your Affordable Care Act story with them. Get it on the congressional record. Flood that office with input. It will make a difference. So keep watching lunch with Loudon. I'll continue to put events up as I find them. I'll continue to share with you whatever I can about activism for the people. And this particular citizen intervention cannot, could not be more important. So I end every show with this comment. I call it my coffee party telephone moment. Coffee Party USA is totally funded by you our members and supporters. Citizens United has not benefited us. We have no sugar daddy behind the curtain. It's just us, you and me. If you'd like to become a member, go to www.coffeepartyusa.com. Click on the big red Become a Member Today button. You can choose to be an annual member, a monthly sustainer, or one-time donor. Thanks for joining me on Lunch with Odin. Go forth and share your perspective on the wealth care, health care situation. We have seven days or less. Let's get her done. Coffee party on. I've done it again. Someone, <laughs> someone actually has their hand up, and I didn't see them. Okay, 612. Are you still there? Yes. Yes, good afternoon, ma'am. How are Great. you doing? Great. I'm so sorry. I looked, I looked down, and there you were. Oh, no, it's fine. Um, I just have sort of a couple of things, and I'm trying to sort of understand your perspective. And I noticed that America's – it's almost like we have two Americas going on where – I take it that you're from the West Coast, and I also believe that the Northeast I, corner of America, right? Yes. Yes. 
Yes, no, I was just saying now. Yeah, right now I'm broadcasting uh, in Oregon. Yeah, I'm in Oregon. Okay. Yeah, the reason I brought that up is it seems like the West Coast and the Northeast part of America and the rest of the country seem to have diametrically opposite views on almost every single issue. And um, especially when it comes to health care, like, it seems like you guys want to defend the Affordable Care Act as if it's a good thing, whereas, like, in my home state of Minnesota, it's been a huge problem, and we've had massive uh, rises in our premiums, and it's one of the issues why uh, Democrats so much struggled in our in our state, because this has been a big issue across the country. And, and, and if I could maybe throw an idea, that's something that people have been discussing, of a better way, like a better system would be, wouldn't it be better to have people, for example, who are below the poverty limit be given direct vouchers to pay for whatever health care plan they have, people with a pre-existing condition be put in a separate pool where, depending on the severity of what they have, those things can get directly covered and then have the private market separate so that premium rates could go down. Because on our current path, I mean, the current you know healthcare system, it just is really not working. I mean, everyone, both Democrats and Republicans, agree that it has to get fixed. And on its current path, it's it's kind of self-destructing. Well, I, you know, I couldn't agree with you more in the sense that I think that there's a lot of creative ideas out there. And I think that people who have actually experienced the Affordable Care Act have, as you probably heard me say, positive and negative experiences that our elected want to hear, or at least my elected want to hear. I do think that I followed this closely at the time when the Affordable Care Act was being drafted. And if you did too, you remember there was months and months and months of negotiation. And there were lots of things that were a part of the original bill that were set aside. And, you know, due to negotiation uh, across the aisle, and then in the end, not a single Republican voted for it, which seemed bizarre at the time because they had a lot to say. You know, in the several years since, I think we found all the weak points. I can't testify to the fact that some of those would have been dealt with in the original bill. But I can recall that everyone who was involved in the passage of the bill, all the way from the president to, you know, the most newly elected person in the House of Representatives, knew that it was only a beginning and that it should be modified as experience dictated. So your idea might be a legitimate modification. And there are ideas I hear from other folks in other, um, you know, in other opportunities. And, you know, the same thing. They have some brilliant input about what to do. I think the uh, scary thing is that rather than improving we want to, or what is being forwarded, is to repeal and replace without a lot of speaking to the fact that the moment you repeal, all the funding is gone. And, you know, that's kind of a let's put ice water in the bathtub distinction for me. So the other piece, and so you brought up two points, and I sort of addressed one of them. The other piece that's very curious to me is I have an experience extensive background in business. I owned my own company. I had 40 employees in three western states. And so I'm I'm from the era when it was the social role of an employer to provide benefits including healthcare, right? And yeah. you know, having come from that tradition and that, you know, I'm 66 years old now. So, you know, 
I'm dating myself, but the point is that was just the the con that was the social contract. Business provided benefits. And while some people got left out of that part time or seasonal or whomever, um, a huge number of Americans were covered. And of course pre uh, pre-screening or pre-existing conditions did not apply to employer policies. And so that was one way we got around uh, the devastating needs of some people. Um, as time went by, my rates back then, you know, if I got single-digit increases, I was, you know, I'd throw a party. Because, you know, even then, even in the beginning, uh, which was in the late 80s through the 90s, the, the rates were increasing at ridiculous rates, and the, there were lots of rackets about how you did that. So I was technically a small business, and so I fell into the small business pool, right? And that was one of the tricks, to be able to charge me more. I paid twice. You know, if Hewlett Packard was down the road from me, they had thousands of employees, and for the same for if I got the same coverage they got, it cost me at the time twice, like 2.111, you know, of their rate. And you tell me why that works. I mean, that was one of the issues supposedly dealt with uh, with the Affordable Care Act. So I am confused about this sort of morphing the business community away from any social responsibility for their employees. I think that's unfortunate. And obviously, every benefit you take away from an employee is something that adds to the pool from which dividends shareholders uh, draw. So to me, that's kind of the trend. I wasn't in business to make money. I was in business to employ people, to get work done, to make a living myself. You know what I mean? I, I worked in my own business. I wasn't, you know, a, a, a gentleman business person. So that is also very interesting. Yeah, and so, and again, the folks in Minnesota have been very, um, what's the word, creative, you know, and had wonderful discussion about this. The third thing I want to add, and I'm only sort of talking like this because I had to only scheduled a short broadcast, so we've got like six minutes left, which is cool. I, because I have a business background, I'm pretty versed in sales and marketing. And I, the, the marketing, the sales and marketing that goes to, as you call, the rest of the country is not the same as the sales and marketing that comes to you and me. You know what I mean? We are targeted. The, there are target markets all over America. And so if you've got the money, you can create the sales and marketing strategy. You can convince people to buy almost anything. You probably have experienced this yourself. And so I'm uncomfortable with the degree to which the message is really a marketing message and not a truth message. Is that a distinction that makes sense to you? Uh, yes, definitely. And I think some of the fear in a lot of the country is um, a lot of people don't want us to end up getting to the point where we have government health care, where we have single payer. Because a lot of people kind of realize the what that could end up leading to, especially based on what we see in Canada, for example. And many people feel like people on the left are they they know that the current Affordable Care Act can, isn't necessarily totally sustainable, and many people feel like this is nothing more than a bridge to single payer. And and many Democrats have actually came out and said that that that's the actual hope 
that they can eventually get us a single payer. And I think a lot of Americans uh, are fearful of that and, and don't want that to happen because it would it would lower the quality of our healthcare standards that we currently have, which is, you know, I think we could agree probably the highest in the world. And um, that's part of the thing. And that's why I feel like there's a disconnect between what I would consider the coastal regions of America and then the rest of the country. And I think the coastal regions, I think they're, they're, they're not only are they okay with single pair, but I think they would embrace it. And many, I think want that. Whereas the rest of the country, I think is in complete opposition to it. So I think that's where, this friction is sort of uh, kind of lies. Well, right, and I do think that the notion that uh, everything the government does is bad has been one of those sales and marketing campaigns. Um, you can look at Canada and see the liabilities there for sure. They have they Canada has experienced a huge setback in its um, not really the quality of care, but like the time it takes. But for the same reason, yeah. I mean, they also are experiencing uh, removal of tax income from the general fund. And so with less and less money, you can do less and less. My undergraduate degree is in health, uh, human health. And we studied the health delivery industry for sure. Fifty years ago, you know, uh, the uh, – Senator Kennedy was asking the insurance companies to reel themselves in because if they couldn't reel themselves in, we were going to have to replace them with single payer. And so for 50 years, the insurance companies know this is coming. And rather than working with people to to make a more equitable system, what they have done is acted like every year was their last, now this is my opinion, and really got, put, in the, put screws to consumers. And they do so with the support of business because they also support legislation that takes business out of providing health care for their employees. You know, the mandate for employers to uh, provide health care came out with the Senate version, came out with the House version of this bill. What is the point? It's a tax deduction. Any benefit to your employees a tax deduction, well, it's not an issue to those people anymore because they don't pay taxes already. And so if they already have managed to use their lobbyists to not pay taxes, they don't need deductions like employee benefits and instead want to redirect that money to shareholders. And so you get this terrible shareholder to employee ratio. And I think one of the reasons the Pacific or the Atlantic folks know this is because we are a huge uh, cluster of employees. There are parts of the country that have fewer people than Google has employees here. And so because we are a culture of employees, we have directly experienced this. You know, California is the sixth largest economy in the world. It knows this. And so if you're employee-driven as opposed to rancher, farmer, uh, landowner-driven, it's very difficult to make the case that reining in uh, kind of, uh, what do you want to call it, predator capitalism on the part of insurance companies doesn't make sense. Fifty years ago, it was the threat of Senator Kennedy. Fifty years later, I think the insurance industry did a bad job. We have two minutes left. I'd love you to tell our listeners who you are and make any closing statement you'd like to make. No, I just, uh, I just, I love the topic you brought up on the show. I thought you brought up some great points. I, I really enjoyed listening to it. And um, 
definitely will be tuning in in the future. And uh, just want to thank you again for having me on and wish you a great day and God bless. God bless. Thank you so much. So uh, thank you from Minnesota. I hope listeners uh, stayed after I started the music. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to play the music again. What a lovely surprise to look down and see a caller. So I didn't expect it on my short show today. Thanks, everyone. Thanks to our caller, and thanks to you for listening. Power to the people. Coffee party on.